0: From Luke 12, uh, 13, starting with verse 13. Someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me as judge or referee between you and your brother? Then Jesus said to them, Watch out. Guard yourself against all kinds of greed. After all, one's life isn't determined by one's possessions, even when someone is very wealthy. Then he told him a parable. A certain rich man's land produced a bountiful crop. He said to himself, what will I do? I have no place to store my harvest. Then he thought, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and that's where I'll store all my grain and goods. I'll say to myself, You've stored up plenty of goods, enough for several years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. But God said to him, fool, tonight you'll die. Now who will get the things you've prepared for yourself? This is the way it will be for those who hoard things for themselves and aren't rich towards God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, or about your body, what you'll wear. There's more to life than food and more to the the body than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither plant nor harvest. They have no silo or barn, yet God feeds them. You're worth so much more than birds. Who among you by worrying can add a single moment to your life. If you can't do such a small thing, why worry about the rest? Notice how the lilies grow. They don't wear themselves out with work and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon in all his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace. How much more will God do for you, you people of weak faith? Don't chase after what you will eat and what you will drink. Stop worrying. All the nations of the world long for these things. Your Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. Sell your possessions. Give those in need. Make yourselves wallets that don't wear out, a treasure in heaven that never runs out. No thief comes near there. No moth destroys. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be too. The word of the Lord.
1: Listening to the scripture for this morning, I feel it would be prudent for me to confess that I worry a lot. I have a lot of anxiety. It is a a struggle for me, and so this preaching on the topic of do not worry. Maybe is a gift for me to spend some time this week thinking deeply about the topic of letting go of worry. I am a, a big fan of advice columns. I read them a lot. My favorite page in the newspaper is the Dear Abby page. I read an advice column about work, about relationships, about parenting. There is a blog I read about clothes. I like to uh, store up little nuggets of advice, just in case, so that I can be prepared for any situation at any time and know exactly the right thing to do and say. Of course, that that doesn't work. Part of reading advice columns is you start to see that there's a never ending flow of problems to write an advice column about. So you can't possibly be prepared for every situation that might ever come up, even in your own life. So, reflecting on this scripture, I was very pleased and, and very grateful that Jesus, in this passage from Luke 12, 13 to 34, gives us an antidote to worrying. And I'm going to give you the umbrella over the whole sermon. I'm just going to lay the thesis out right here because there are a lot of threads that we could pull on in these two sections because we have a parable and then we have a whole passage on do not worry. But what I see as the umbrella over this whole section is that faith is an antidote to worry, also to this idea that we could store up all the things we could ever need, which is also a form of worry. And particularly a faith in God who is like a loving parent who wants to give good things to his children. Faith is the antidote to worry. And just for a moment, I want to pause because I'm going to talk a lot about God as Father. And sometimes that um, is difficult for people to hear if they worry about gendered language, but I'm choosing to stick with God as Father for today because that's the specific metaphor that Jesus is using in this passage. So we're going to talk about God as a loving Father who desires good things for His children. So we're in the scene. We have Jesus. He is on his way to Jerusalem, stopping in various places to teach his disciples. So he's stopped, he's preaching and teaching to his disciples, and where he goes, crowds come to listen also. So we have the disciples who are getting a specific teaching from Jesus, and then other people are listening out in the crowd. And out from the crowd, someone says, Teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus says, man, who appointed me judge and referee? So one thing that's happening here is that rabbis sometimes did weigh in on inheritance law because they did know something about inheritance law because there is inheritance law in the Hebrew Scriptures. So this Man is not being necessarily wildly inappropriate, reaching out to Jesus and saying, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But, but Jesus says, well, I'm not the referee here. And instead of getting into inheritance law, he gives a little warning against greed. And then he goes into a parable, which I'm going to... Uh, wildly paraphrase (laughs) right now the parable goes essentially like this you have a rich man and he has an abundant crop he has so much that his barns are too small and he thinks to himself i should pull down these teeny tiny little barns and build up great big barns so he builds up great big barns and he fills them up and then he thinks yes now i can relax I can eat and drink and be merry for a long, long time without ever having to worry because my barns are full. And then God comes in and says, you fool, you're going to die tonight. And then who's going to get all of this stuff? So it is with people who store up treasures and aren't rich towards God. So this man who thinks he can relax because he has all of this stuff, isn't really in control of the situation or his life. None of his stuff can add even a moment to his life. And then after this, we seem to get a change of topic, and sometimes if you look at different Bibles, they will break up these two sections even a lot of commentators will break up these two sections but i think they're connected i think this section about do not worry is connected to the section before about do not try to store up all your treasures and is connected also to the question about inheritance because jesus says i also wildly paraphrasing this section Jesus says so therefore I tell you don't worry look at the ravens in the air they don't do anything they don't work they don't have silos to store up things and yet God feeds them and look at the flowers they are so beautiful and they do not do any work either And yet, God clothes them in beauty uh, that can't even be compared to all the treasures of Solomon. So, why do you worry? Because you're worth more than the birds and the flowers, and God knows what you need. So, why wouldn't God give you what you need if God's going to give the birds and the flowers what they need? Don't worry. Jesus says. And this is where I think the three are tied together. The first interruption is about an earthly inheritance. Here we have a man with an earthly father who says, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. He's an earthly man with an earthly father and a limited amount. Of inheritance, and he thinks, I need this, I want this. Will there be enough for me? There isn't enough for me. And then we have this section on the man hoarding his things. It's the same thing there's not gonna be enough for me. I gotta store it all up, get it while I can, because on this earth there will not be enough for me unless I can control the situation and build my giant barns and fill them up. And then we have Jesus talking about worry, talking about earthly worries about food and about clothes. And he doesn't make light of those and say, why are you worrying about these things? Because that's just stupid. He's pointing them in a different direction. Because of course we're going to think, I want, I need. Will there be enough for me? But what he's pointing to is that when we're worried about earthly inheritance, when we're worried about whether there is enough for us, Our faith is misplaced. Our faith is in our ability to control the situations, in our ability to store up enough, in our ability to worry. And if you worry like me, you worry like it's a form of mind control, where if you just think hard enough about the situation, you will be able to force it and bend it to your will. And you do not end up with anything but a headache. And Jesus is pointing to the birds and the flowers as signposts for an abundant God. A God who is like an abundant father who wants to pour out these good things on his children. But if we have only experienced earthly fathers... we might naturally think, maybe there's not enough for me, not enough love, not enough money. Or here, if we have experienced abundance, like the man with the barns, we might think, there really isn't enough. I know there's a limit to this. I'm gonna need to store it all up so I can relax. But that's not faith. Because if faith is trust in and loyalty to an abundant God, that's trust in and loyalty to all the stuff we can collect or all the worrying we can do or in our earthly relationships. I think the call of the scripture for us today is to notice Where are we squirreling things away? What are we hoarding? Are you hoarding advice like I am, just so you can have the right thing to say at the right time? What are you worrying about? That is where the focus is then. In each of our lives. And I think we are called to ask God to let, help us let go of that worry or that anxiety, that fear that there will not be enough, and have faith in an abundant God who clothes the flowers and feeds the birds and loves us ever so much. And when we're struggling with letting go, with praying to God and letting go of this fear and letting go of this worry, we can look to the same signposts that Jesus was pointing to. Because Jesus, in his words, was pointing to the abundant beauty of the world around us. And here we are in Sonoma County with abundant beauty everywhere. This morning I was worrying about my sermon and sitting on my couch and looking, it was still dark out, and I could see out my window the stars and the evergreen trees, and it's the same thing. Who am I to worry when there are beautiful stars in the sky and trees growing right here outside my window? I am not terrific at that, but it is there for us to connect to God. We also have Jesus' words, Jesus' presence to us in the Scripture, just as the disciples did. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus can be present to us as he was present to the disciples to calm us, to reassure us when we are struggling with our worry and struggling with letting go. The letting go, though, isn't just for us so that we can just feel great and feel free. Jesus points us to that our desire should be for the kingdom. So here we are, we're worrying and we're using up a lot of energy worrying and we're storing up our stuff, we're storing it all up and it's not out there in the world. When our desire, Jesus says, should be for the kingdom, And if our desire is for the kingdom, then God knows what we need and everything else will follow when our hearts and our desire is towards the kingdom. And in scripture, in various places, we get a glimpse of what that kingdom is. It is a kingdom of wholeness, a kingdom of shalom, that sense of whole unbroken peace where there is enough for all. That's what's hard for us as humans to understand, this idea that there could be enough for all because in our humanity we don't experience that very often where there is abundance so much that we can let go and trust that there will be enough for us and for all. But imagine what it would be like if we could let go of that worry. If we could let go of that worry that there won't be enough and just trust that there is. And then those resources, that energy, that emotion, that time, that money will be freed up for us to share. Jesus does say, where your treasure is, there your heart will be too. So if you're storing up worries and you're storing up resources, that's your treasure and that's where your heart is, right there in your worry. But if our desire is for the kingdom, then we need to ask God to help us let go of the worry, and that is where our heart will be, in the kingdom. Jesus gives us the good news right here in this scripture. He says, and I love this, "Do not be afraid, little flock, for the Father delights in giving you the kingdom." The Father delights in giving you the kingdom is not a personal you you alone are going to let go of your worry and suddenly be just so fruitfully rich and abundant. It is the kingdom for all where all have enough. Where we let go of our worries and we are freed in our faith and our trust in an abundant God who delights in giving us the kingdom So that all of our energy, all of our hearts, our strength, our soul, our minds can be focused towards loving God and loving our neighbor. So... If you're looking for advice, like I often am, this passage is probably the best one to turn to. Because the advice is pretty clear. Stop worrying. Because who among you, by worrying, can add a single moment to your life? Instead, desire the kingdom. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your Father delights in giving you the kingdom. Thanks be to God. Amen.